Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and the Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Football at 5, the 5 o'clock hour. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You heard the voice. With Brett Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, Austin Lane not with us today. Brett Martineau watching Kaylee Martineau play softball. So, you got Casey Kurtz and you got Brian Middleton. Little early action sports jacks overtime, but still technically action sports jacks. I don't really know what to say other than this is who you got for the next two, one, two hours from five to seven right here on ESPN 690. No jumbo shrimp baseball tonight. They played earlier today, beating the Memphis Redbirds. Uh, eight to six, I believe, was the final. I produced the game, so I should definitely know the final score, but I'm pretty sure it was eight to six. So uh, no Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tonight. Also no Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tomorrow. Um, another day game. That one will be stream only because me and Brian will have the Dream 18 show tomorrow. They will be back Thursday. Is my math right there? Yeah, Thursday. They're back on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on ESPN 690 in that primetime window. So look forward to the shrimp as they take on the Memphis Redbirds. Brian Milton, what up with you? Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, you know. Two hours in, huh? Two hours in, but really I've been here since 11. And I'm surviving, thriving, and thank goodness you came in with some food because I would not have made it. Uh, World-class, not a good planner. Usually I'm a, you know... You know, how, you know my planning skills, right? I'm no Brian Milton when it comes to planning. So I didn't have no protein, no breakfast. So I came in here with nothing at 11 o'clock, and now it's 5 o'clock, and I'm, you know, hungry. But so, see, Casey, what yeah. you're doing, right, you're switching over from burning glucose to burning ketones. Don't get me started on this. Well, I'm going to start a little bit. See, what you're practicing what? is a form of, of Hit the intermittent fasting. I don't have it queued up. I have to find it. Hold on. Let me see. What? Yeah. So... What? Yeah. So, I mean, listen, when you go for a long period of time, and by long, I mean, what, 12 hours, 18 hours, uh, depending on what kind of food you're eating, when you actually eat, uh-huh. uh, how much you actually eat, uh-huh. not to bore you too much, um, you can eventually go into a state of ketosis, ketosis. And on what that does is your body changes yep. the fuel source that it feeds off of as oh. opposed to glucose that it gets from, like, carbohydrates, you know, the breads and the sugars that you eat. Then you move over into actually self-feeding, basically feeding off of your body, off of the fat stores, toxins, and other things in your body. So what you probably were experiencing because you were going stir-crazy, maybe you felt a bit weak. Yep. Uh, Yeah, that's all a part of the process to change over that fuel source. But actually, a lot of people practice it, and, you know, I won't, you know, endorse it one way or another, but what I will say is... I haven't not not practiced that currently. So I like it. Okay. I like what you just did, man. I don't know what. You're going to jack it up with that Arby's you're eating, but I'm telling you, what you just practiced, a lot of people do, and uh, some other people pay a lot of money to 
get other people to tell them to do that and walk them through that. And we just gave it to you for free. Yeah, we man. told you how to do it with the glucose and all the things Brian Middleton just said. Listen, folks, just because Brent's not here, just because Austin's not here, that doesn't mean it's not an educational program. We continue to educate the people. Sometimes <laughs> it's on bees. Sometimes it's on intermittent fasting. And I didn't know hey. the words, so I just kind of really run through it real quick. What? Hey, man, I'm sorry. What's up on the stream, man? LeBron ain't bothering nobody. LeBron ain't bothering nobody. Are you catching the stream right now? I'm yeah. in the chat on the stream. That's just Matt Jones, man. You know, it's, he always speaking wild. One of your on, boys. No, I, I don't know him like LeBron that. LeBron haters. But he's always here. You know, appreciate the. I always appreciate the listenership. But uh, you know, he always be talking crazy on the stream. That's probably just to get. He heard you were coming in early. That's just to get you. Um, that man ain't upset. bothering nobody, man. He on family vacation he, with he his on lovely vacation. wife and his kids. Because he ain't being playing. a great father, a great husband. He ain't in the NBA goat, playoffs, that's why. Letting other people shine for a little bit. He's like, I give you an offseason. I mean, I give you a season, a playoff run. I'll give you guys a playoff run before I snatch it back. Anyway, we'll talk about the NBA as we go along for the next two hours. But we continue on with the schedule that was made for me, and that is football at 5 right here on ESPN 690. Uh, I pitched this to Brent. He said it was a good idea, but we get to it now. Uh, with Brian Middleton, and that is when you look at the AFC South. You got the Jags, you got the Colts, you got Houston, you got the Titans, right? So I thought, hey, man, you know, after the draft, after free agency, we pretty much know what these teams are going to be now. Who has the best roster? Who upgraded their roster the most? You obviously can't be Tennessee, right? Because you can't lose A.J. Brown and tell me that the roster got better. I, I'm not going to buy it. You can try all you want. I'm not going to buy it at all. Um, so we take Tennessee out. So you got the Jags. Yeah, Houston, and you got the Colts. So out of those three, who has upgraded the roster the most? You've heard. You know what the Jags have done. Uh, what did we say? 11 new starters, likely, on offense and defense total put together. Uh, that's uh, a revamp, for lack of a better term. But when you look at these other teams, what have they really done? Start with Houston. Do you know who Houston's running back is? Not looking. Like who their starting running back will be without looking it up. Because last year it was Rex Burkhead and some other boys, but it is not Rex Burkhead anymore. It is now. This is where you come in. It is now. Marlon Mack from the Colts, who was good on the Colts, but was not Jonathan Taylor. And they just drafted Damian Pierce, who everybody here at ESPN 690 agrees is pretty good. So they've upgraded their running game in a division where you run the football. That's a check. When you look at the wide receiver position, not much has changed. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Chris Conley. But wait a minute. Who is that? Oh, that's John Mechie third. When that man becomes healthy, no offense to Chris Conley, like the guy, but it will become John Mechie, Nico Collins, and Brandon Cooks. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's fantastic because it's not. But it's not horrible. It's really not horrible. Look, I'm not, again, I'm not going to tell you it's great, but it's not horrible. It's okay. It's okay. That's what I'm going to leave at. It's okay. I like Brevin Jordan at the tight end position. Not great. I understand that. But anyway, we move on. Two new starters on the offensive line for Houston, both at the guard position. Kenyon Green drafted in the first round, and A.J. Can. Y'all remember A.J. Can? Former guard for the Jags did. Okay, you know, pretty good job. He was definitely serviceable, good guy. Joined us on the program, friend of the show. All the things. A.J. Can, wish him nothing but the best in Houston. But they made their offensive line better. So Houston, on the offensive side of the ball, has absolutely made their team better. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball. The number three pick in the draft, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU. That is a big move they made to be a lockdown corner 
for them. Steven Nelson on the other side will be the other corner. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Texans are going to be good, but the Texans made some moves now. I, I, you, you don't agree? I mean, you just did a whole, you know, uh, monologue on the moves that the Texans made, and you'll do it at least two more times, and I appreciate it. And, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's what I'm saying to you. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, you know, don't be picking top five again next next year. Agreed. But I'm just saying, I'm giving you, I'm giving the people, and I'm giving you the facts of okay. what changed, and that's what changed in Houston. I'm now going to tell you what changed in Indianapolis, and then we're going to sit here and debate it, okay? Now let me get back to it. I mean, okay. All right. I know you. Got, I know you want to jump in, but let's do it this way. No, no, no. I don't. I'm good. I, I'm following. I'm following where you're going with this, man. So you know. Thank you, sir. By all means. All right. We move on to the Indianapolis Colts, who made probably the biggest move other than the number one overall pick. Actually, it's not probably. It is, and they got Matt Ryan to be their quarterback. Uh, upgrade from Carson Wentz, absolutely. Um, how much of an upgrade, some will argue, including Brent Martineau, I'll tell you it was a good move. I'm not telling you Matt Ryan's still an MVP candidate, but I like Matt Ryan. I think he's good for the Colts. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, nothing changes. Lost some pieces at wide receiver. Uh, Pascal is gone, as well as C.Y. Hilton. They have Michael Pittman Jr. and some dudes, I don't know. Paris Campbell, I know, I'm just kind of kidding. but uh, And then Alec Pierce is the guy they just picked from Cincinnati, I do believe. So, doesn't really scare you outside of Michael Pittman Jr. We don't know what Pierce is yet, obviously, but, you know, at the tight end spot, you bring back Mo Alley-Cox. We know what that offensive line is. Go to the defensive side of the ball. DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay, guys that were there, Darius Leonard. They did bring in Yannick Ngakwe, another person that we are familiar with here in Jacksonville. Uh, Stephon Gilmore also joining the Colts on the defensive side of the football. So the big moves there, Matt Ryan, Stephon Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe. All right, Brian Milton, it's time. You know what Houston did? You know what the Jags did? You know what the Colts did? Who upgraded their roster the most on paper? I think it depends on what upgraded means. And I'm not trying to be difficult, but... You're being it, though. Upgrade means, okay, we won three games last season, now we can win seven games. Well, that's over... 100% 100% return on your, like, 200%. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do the math like that. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. As opposed to we don't if do we math, won yeah. eight or nine games last season and we move up to 11 games or 12 games, which could potentially, depending on how seeding goes, give you a home playoff game. Uh, if your conference sucks, maybe you have a bye or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just going to look at it straight on its face, who's going to win the most games, as opposed to, like I said, the former option where it's like, man, you really suck. Now you're just kind of middle of the pack. Sure. Because it could be a wider gap in win in the amount of wins that you have gained and still not be close to another team that upgraded and only got a few more wins. So with that, I am going to say Indianapolis. Because of the quarterback? Because of the quarterback, and you already have the run game. I think that Matt Ryan is more than serviceable. He's a, a you know former MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, sniffed the Super Bowl, right? If they only played one half in Super Bowls, he, pff, huh? Super Bowl champion yep. in an alternative universe. Well, they only had to play that half. just that one half, yeah. You know, uh, I, I think that as cliche as it sounds, a change of scenery probably works well for him. Absolutely. And so 
I think for the amount of added wins and what that means for their playoff run, I'm going to give it to Indianapolis. I like a lot of the things that the Jags have done, even though at the wide receiver position, and you've stressed this as well, I'm stressed this as well, they made moves, but it's it feels Wasn't like enough, we're, yeah. we're going to have to wait and see. They, there are a lot smarter people, I think, or at least people who have a lot more experience in the NFL, either playing or coaching or in the front office for years and decades longer than either one of us has been alive that are making these decisions. So I'm going to have to defer to them and just hope, hope that what they're seeing in the wide receiving core and the people that they brought in is just something more than what they're telling us and what I can see as a casual observer um, that gets to talk about it. So I'm going to go for Indy for the overall who is uh, who's upgraded the most. But I do really like what the Jags have done, and I think that they can double their win total. I, I really think that they well, can I, double I their hope win so. total. You know, hopefully. I, I like what you're saying there. Um, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I like what Houston did. I'm not going to say you're entitled to the most improved, but I think they drafted well. I think they made smart free agent signings in terms of positions they need. And let's be honest with Houston, addition by subtraction, you got rid of Deshaun Watson. So you don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> hey, man, no, I'm not. That's real. No, I, it's just, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about who you were going to say, but I was just like, yeah, okay, that's real. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to worry about it anymore. He wasn't going to play for your team, so you might as well get rid of him. So, yeah, you win by not having to deal with it anymore, and we'll see what Davis Mills is. I like what they did. They're not the most improved. On paper. On paper. Listen, Can, why, why do I want to sit here and tell you it's the Jags? Well, I can I can understand the argument if you do make the argument because I think I would agree with what you're going to say. Yeah, listen, I, strictly on the defensive side of the ball, I think they got so much better. I think they have the flexibility to do all kinds of things. I think guys are going to be rushing the passer that you're never going to imagine we're rushing the passer. You're going to be able to stop the run like me and Brent talked about off the top of the show. We hope. I should say we hope because we don't know. Just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's going to happen. But you've built... I can see what they tried to do. And they've decided they're going to stop the run and they're going to try their best to stop the run. And then they got the corners to play in the back end. That's what I think they did. So I think on defense, they absolutely did enough. But the question is still on offense, right? Christian Kirk, I understand he's going to make what you have better. He can't make it any worse. And take the money out of it. I'm not even thinking about the money. Was he the best wide receiver you could have got this offseason? No. With all these guys that have moved teams, no, he was not. Would any of those guys actually come to Jacksonville? You know, we'll never know because they didn't. They found a guy, maybe because they paid him a ton of money, or maybe because he wanted to come to Jacksonville. Who knows? It's probably the money, though. Let's be honest. It doesn't hurt when you get paid that kind of money. They identified a guy that they really like, and they went and got him, and you know what? We'll see what happens with that. But I think on defense, they really, really, really made their team better. But with all those things being said. And really over the past, I know we're talking about this season, this draft, this offseason signing, but Mm -hmm. with the Jags especially, um, the past two drafts, I think they've made this defense. They have some pieces on there now that's going to be, uh, I could see them being on here for five, six, seven years. And I I don't say something like 10, one because of possible injury, but more importantly, like free agency. So, but I can see some pieces here that, will allow the Jags to really uh, get back to um, 
those kind of defenses that they were they've been known for in the past, whether it be 17 or even like in the late uh, 2000s, and you know it would be a lot of um, uh, it wouldn't be a lot of scoring. They weren't known for like running the score up, but they definitely would be known for. You hear that? Yeah, I'm gonna get that. You got it, Casey. Yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying, and I think that's a great point because, in terms of what you're saying, guys like Tyson Campbell, guys like Cisco. Walker now at this point. These are guys you want on second contracts, and that's been the problem with the Jags, right? A guy that Indianapolis just got and is excited to have is Yannick Ngakwe, and he's a guy the Jags could not keep for that second contract. So the point you're trying to make, yes, they've built. They made moves in free agency, moves they had to make with Aluakon, Fadakasi. They did what they had to do and spent the money. Shaq Griffin uh, last year, Darius Williams this year. But I hear what you're saying. Cisco, young player, you need to sign to a second contract. Tyson Campbell, second young player that you need to sign to a second contract. Obviously, Walker and Lloyd fit that bill. But to your point, I agree with you that they need to get these younger players on second contracts because you can't afford to have a guy like Unique Ngakwe who is not on this team. Jalen Ramsey is not on this team right. because you couldn't get him second contracts. Not because they weren't talented, but because you couldn't get the deal done. So I agree with what you're saying. Absolutely. But... but Football comes down to the quarterback position, and that's why I think the Colts are the most improved in the AFC South. On paper. On paper. On paper. I agree with you that it comes down to the quarterback. I'm not sitting here telling you Matt Ryan's great. He was. Mm-hmm. He's not anymore. But I think he's a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. If they can get anything out of those wide receivers, then, yeah. So, that's kind of how I look at it. We got Captain Rick on? Actually, we got South Beach on. South Beach Gary. Yep. W- what up? Jake, you doing some hosting duty today? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Brent was on yeah. from 3 to 5, and now it's me and Brian. Congratulations. Yeah, were, were you guys surprised that the Jags didn't draft a receiver? Um, Not necessarily early. Like, you weren't going to do it. It, it. When when Lloyd was available, I understand why they did that, and I think it was a good move. But I was more in the fourth round and those later rounds when you had all those receivers go, tight ends included, even the running backs, I didn't love that they didn't make a move for one. But, listen, if they didn't have anybody valued at that spot, I get it. I don't love it, but I get it. But that sounded like the weakest excuse I ever heard from uh, from uh, Trent Baalke, huh? Well, the board, the board didn't play out that way. It played out enough for uh, 27 receivers to be drafted. Yeah, no, no, I, I, agree, I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, but I, I heard uh, Wes Walker really pushed for that, that receiver that the Dolphins got, the kid from Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah, you know, listen, when uh, I, in, if Wes Walker is going to tell you what you should do in terms of mm-hmm. wide receivers identifying talent, I think I'm going to listen to him because he had a pretty nice career in the league. So uh, having a guy like Wes Walker in a wide receiver room as in a coaching position – uh, I think it's going to be valuable, especially for a guy like Tyreek Hill. But to your point, yeah, when Wes Welker's telling you to do something, I think you listen. Waddle was already good. Can you imagine what Welker can do with him, guys? That, yeah, I... He, he, he might put him in the next level. Yeah, listen, I think... I Listen, I hate to sit here and compliment the Dolphins, South Beach, Gary, but I'm going to have to do it because <laughs> I like Tyreek Hill. I really like Waddle. I like what they're doing. They, the running backs are also going to help in the passing game. The question is going to be on Tua, in my opinion. 
Yeah, that's the key. If he's able to make the next step, that's how good. But even if worse comes to worse and he doesn't work out, two first-rounders next year. That is that is a they, very they fair go, point. They can go up and get Bryce Young or Stroud or uh, so, uh, you know, uh, that's why it's good to accumulate picks. Yeah, agreed. Agreed with thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks, South Beach Gary. Have a good one. I. Listen, I think Tua's, Tua's got to prove some stuff, but that is an interesting point. If they could end up with Bryce Young, holy cow. Um, but appreciate the call, South Beach, Gary. Um, I do I do like the idea of Wes Welker. Like, for the Dolphins, I think that's like a sleepy good coach to have. I know it's sort of like the coaching experience, does he have it? But he knows how to play wide receiver in the NFL. That is for sure. We got to hit a break. When we come back, we got more to do on a Tuesday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Register for your chance to win that gift card on ESPN690.com on the contest page. Also, a chance to win Jumbo Shrimp tickets, John Fogarty tickets, all kinds of things on the contest page. You should really check it out, ESPN690.com. Who's funding all this stuff? I have no idea. Uh, all these tickets, hey, do the beard diamonds one more time. Do the beards diamonds. Say thousands uh, by diamonds. What is it called? Say it again. <laughs> I, I know the Al-Q is save thousands. I don't know the... Don't do that, man. All right, man. What is it? I, I don't know. I'll do. I'll give it to you some other time. I literally don't remember it. Well, just now, when the thing played, all I said was save thousands. Like, cause I remember that. No, nah, you said the last line, the two words before that. It was like, say, save something. Thousands. No, save, it was something, something, save thousands. Yeah, it was. All anyway, right. go register for the gift card for Mother's Day. It's a good gift. Mother's Day on the horizon, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, so... Get something for your mom. I got my mom something already. Oh, yeah? What'd you get her? Why would I say that? What if she's listening? Uh, you think she's listening? You really think she's listening? See, why you back me into a corner? Because if I say no and she's listening, she's going to be like, of course I'm listening. Yeah, that's true. You know, and How much faith do you have that your mom's listening? What? what? Why are you consistently pushing me in this corner? My mom's not listening. I can tell you right now. My mom's not listening. Did you get her anything for Mother's Day? Yeah. What'd you get her? Well, this ain't about me, Casey Kirk. <laughs> exactly. I'm not normally a part exactly. of Action Sports Jacks. I'm a part of Action Sports Jacks overtime. Now, if you ask me then, I'm more than willing to be honest about what I've gotten uh, my mom for Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day. There you go. Don't miss out. All right, we'll follow save up on that. Save thousands. Yep. There you go. And you can have an opportunity to save thousands on the website, ESPN690.com on the contest page. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN690. Brian Milton, Casey Kurtz, rocking. On a Tuesday, 5 o'clock hour, Brett Martineau watching Kaylee pitch right now uh, in the district playoffs for softball. So good luck to Creekside and everybody in every sport playing right now. A lot of good local sports going on. Uh, Iceman about to start another playoff series. Jacksonville Armada got started. They will play at home on Friday night at uh, Episcopal. Uh, on the campus of Episcopal. So a uh, lot, lot going on on the local scene. Youth professional, semi-pro, whatever you want to call it. All kinds of things going on out here in Jacksonville. Interesting comment on the stream from David. He said, let's be real. Offensive offense isn't the issue. The real question should be, is Trevor who we think he is? Huh? Yeah, you know, 
David, appreciate you listening. As always, anybody on the stream, feel free to comment what you're thinking. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, you can find the stream, and we'll try to keep up with that uh, for the next couple hours. Uh, we appreciate you, though, if you're in your car listening as well on the way home from work. Anybody listening, we appreciate you. So um, I'm not worried about Trevor at all. Look, I understand there were some times last year that it didn't look great or even good, but you really got to consider everything that happened last year from Urban, just everything, all all of it in general. He, and at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, right? We've been through this I don't know how many times. John Elway threw a ton of interceptions as a rookie. Peyton Manning threw a ton of interceptions as a rookie. These things happen. So I'm – Trevor's not going to be a bust, right? But I think Brian brings up a fair point in the break. Did they do enough to help? Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, you, you lost DJ Chark, so at a minimum you can only give that – a plus one if two cancel out. You get two, you lose one. So they got one for him. They got him a tight end that, listen, Evan Ingram might be very good for this team. I'm not going to discount that, but didn't get him a young receiver like we just talked about in the last break. South Beach Gary asked about it. Did they really do enough, Ryan? And you you were kind of talking in the break like you don't think that they really did. In the wide, re- in the wide receiver category, Potentially, they didn't do enough. Since last season, I've been excited to see a backfield, James Robinson, Travis Etienne. Sure, yeah. And now, injury-wise, them coming back, am I going to get them at their absolute best from the start of the season? I don't know. I don't know how their injury progress looks, but you hope. But I was excited to see that as a one-two punch. I thought that was one of the few things that Urban Meyer, under that regime, did well. Was it a bit of a reach for what the Jags needed? I think ETN was probably a first-round pick. Is it what the Jags needed Mm -hmm. the most? Uh, Right? But now that we have them, I'm like, yeah, let me see what's going to go there. Now, if you have a running game, then that usually helps the passing game, right? Heck, yeah. Real basic stuff. So at you, football coach Middleton. Maybe. Uh, Now, Doug Peterson obviously has seen enough so far from what we have at offensive line that he did not jump the gun in the draft. Smart man. He didn't. And um, I may disagree, but like I said earlier in the A block, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, and I got to defer to, you know, people who have been doing this as a livelihood a lot longer than I've just been around. Sure. And so if they see it, if they want to re-up on Cam Robinson, if they say, hey, we got what we need right here, offensive line, and we'll focus on the defense, and we're focused in free agency with some other players, uh, that we feel like can help the team, then so be it. But I got to go back to the the main point is that Trevor, I, I don't know a person. I think it's good to have that critical thought that we had in the stream, but mm-hmm. I don't know one person that is in Jacksonville that thinks that Trevor even has the potential of being a bust. At least you wouldn't be able to tell this season right here. And so I think he's still going to be all-world great. Uh, I think he's the quarterback for the Jags for the next easily, you know, seven to ten years. Um, And I think that it's going to get a lot better increasingly over the next two seasons. I think that there's going to be a small step this season. I think there's going to be a a great big step the following season in his development, how the team looks as things continue to gel together. And I don't think that the team is done 
and bringing in players that will help Trevor, will help the offense, that will help the team overall become a better product and ultimately win more games. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And and listen, David, I understand that uh, at some points it didn't didn't look good, but I still I still have faith in him. I'm not going to write him off just yet. And I mean, when you look at the other like rookie quarterbacks in the that were in the class, oh, David said Mac Jones was a rookie. That is fair. That was great timing, by the way, that I switched tabs. Um, that's fair. Mac Jones was a rookie. But uh, I all, all I'm going to say is Patriots, right? Like, Trevor was the first pick. You go to the worst team in the league. Like, that's how that works. Zach Wilson was the second pick. He goes to the second worst team in the league and so on and so forth, unless you trade up like they did for Trey Lance. If Mac Jones was on the Jags, he would have been bad. <laughs> Nobody could have succeeded under what they ran out there in terms of coaching in terms of the position they put him in, and in terms of the talent. It, it was unlucky that DJ Chark got hurt. Absolutely. And then when DJ Chark, Chark was out, you know, Marvin Jones, I like Marvin Jones. I think he's a quality two, but I think he's a quality two. He can't do it all on his own. Trevor missed some throws. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Trevor Lawrence was great last year. He was not. Okay? He missed throws. He threw a lot of interceptions. He made bad plays. He also made very good plays. And I think that's what you have to go for. Mac Jones was indeed a rookie. I will give you that, but all I'm going to – it's Patriots. I, I understand. I don't think much of the receivers Mac Jones had in New England. But, but you he was think in New a England. Lot, uh, you think a lot of the culture, the stability, mm-hmm. the direction. Exactly. This is the way that we're going to do things, and it's going to be the right way. It may not result in a Super Bowl championship for the Patriots. It may not even result in a playoff win. Uh, but – you are going to you are going to have stability so that you can grow. We can try to get you in a maturation process that will allow for you to actually explore all of your talents and be the best that you can be for this team while you're here. And and you know, Urban didn't didn't provide that for Trevor in a litany of ways. Just he just didn't. And I think we all can agree whether you know it's David, Casey, or, or anybody who is a Jags fan or has watched the Jags team this past season. I think we all can agree that the the instability was not conducive to Trevor really fulfilling his potential, even as a rookie, even with the amount of mistakes we expect from a rookie quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And I will – listen, I like Mac Jones, right? Jacksonville guy. I got nothing against Mac Jones. I'm actually happy that he succeeded, right? I got nothing against him. But you also got to consider the defense the Patriots had, right? Like, they did blow some people out. They beat the Browns 45 to 7. They beat the Falcons 25 to nothing. They beat the Titans 36 to 13. That's a lot of points being scored, but you also got to consider other things. The Browns only scored 7. The Titans only scored 13. Falcons couldn't score, right? So, when you have a defense uh when you have a defense to go with your offense, I think you know that means a lot. Listen, I hear what you're saying. I just I'm just saying don't give up on Trevor just yet. I think the guy is going to be very good. So, listen, only time will tell, obviously, and I hope Mac Jones continues to excel as well. Like, there's an opportunity that doesn't happen, right? The Patriots, they didn't do a lot either in terms of wide receiver. They got Cole Strange in their first round, so they helped him on the offensive line. Um, I, You know, we'll have to see how that plays out, but I think will Mac Jones take a step that Trevor's going to take, or we hope he takes. I think it'll be an interesting way to see how it plays out. Brian Middleton, we got Captain Rick on? Yes, we do. Captain Rick, what up with you, man? No Brent, no Hi, Austin, just boy. me. I'm Hi, good. My boy. I'm good. How are good. you? I'm outstanding. Are you kidding me? It's May. 
Have you looked at the calendar? I, I, this is yeah. This is the month that fishermen around here. Man, was it good today! Now, what calm? Uh, in fact, I was out for a little while today, a little bit sloppy, but the boats that fished out at the edge of the Gulf Stream today just had fantastic days. The Jody Lynn Two is on the way home right now. She's got 25 big gaffer dolphin, two wahoo, and a sailfish. So, oh, and uh, oh, by the way, uh, eight or nine blackfin tuna. So she's got a full fish box. And certainly some very happy customers. Closer to shore, the kingfish have showed up. Captain Dennis Young was at Pablo Ground today. Uh, said he had nine kingfish. Uh, lost to Cobia. Said there was an 18-foot-long hammerhead shark there today. That would be a monster. There's no question about that. But all in all, the offshore fishing is very good. The inshore fishing was not as good. Um, my buddy Captain David Borges ended up with a pretty good day today. Limited on redfish, not much to go with them, but said that he was on a six-boat charter and all five of the other boats struggled quite a bit. There appears to be a worm hatch on this new moon that the redfish are filling up on these little paula worms, as they call them, and they're not eating real good. So we'll see what happens. We're going to get a day or two of good weather now, and then we're going to be shut down for at least a week, which is going to make me really grumpy. So... The guys need to get offshore and stack their fish boxes with dolphin in the next couple days because wind is on the way, and it's going to be here in time for the weekend. But one thing you can count on, we're going to be back tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you. All right, Captain Rick, have a good night. We will talk to you tomorrow. Florida Sportsman Fishing Report every day. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Saturday morning, Rick and the fellas, otherwise known as the Florida Sportsman Fishing Show, 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN 690. Um, you know, a lot, lot more to do. I do want to get this in real quick, Brian. I heard, I hear the music, don't get me wrong. Uh... David, some of the throws, he said, you know, he doesn't see it. And listen, there were a lot of bad throws last year. I understand that. And I think it's fair. Listen, I'm pro everybody having an opinion on something. I just, what I would stress would be, let's just wait. Let's see what happens. I think it's going to get better. But listen, I'm not a coach. I'm sitting here talking on the radio. I think I know what I'm talking about. But maybe I'm dead wrong, right? I think it's going to get better. I think most people think it's going to get better with Trevor. There absolutely were some bad throws. I agree with you. There were times it looked like it was moving very fast for him. But there were other times where I thought he looked like he excelled. So you take the good with the bad, and we figure out what happens from here with Trevor Lawrence. But I am in no way, shape, or form giving up on Trevor Lawrence. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll be right back to close out this show, and then we'll roll right in to Action Sports Jacks OT until 7 p.m. Stick with us. We'll be right back. to go. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on a Tuesday. OT coming up next uh, with no shift change. Still me and Brian. We've been rocking with you since 5. We'll take you till 7 and take you to ESPN programming for the night. No Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tonight. They played earlier today. Picked up a W over the Memphis Redbirds. Brian Milton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Hit a couple of things before we get out of here. Brian Milton just asked me in the break. Knows I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Say, hey, man, what the heck was that? I said, I have no idea. Lightning lost last night. Absolutely and utterly obliterated 
It looked like they didn't even know how to play the sport. Got their head busted a white meat. It, it That's what we good. say. Oh, okay. Back in my hometown. Oh. Busted a white meat. Okay. That part where you get bust so deep into the, the actual cut that it don't even bleed for like seven seconds. You ever oh. had one of them cuts before where you know it's about to be bad? I, probably. Okay. Well, that's I've what cut, like, my Tampa. hand and stuff where you can see, like, the, the white. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, then all of a sudden it's just a, a flowing sea of red. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm for, listen, I feel like I could be from your hometown. Yeah, and I was the lightning then. No, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, no, the lightning got absolutely dominated last night by the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first game of the series. And you just said, like, what happened? Like, why did they get dominated so bad? Like, and five, five to nothing is pretty bad. Uh, Austin Matthews scored twice. Uh, Jack Campbell was very good. And maybe Toronto's just better. Like, that's a weird thing to say for the back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, but, you know, I mean, Toronto's been bad and disappointing for such a long time. They had a better record in the regular season. Like, maybe they're just a better team. I, I'll tell you this, though. I'm absolutely surprised that the Lightning got dominated the way they did. That does not happen to Vazzy very often. He is the best goalie in the world. I don't care what happened last night, and I don't care who else plays goalie on this planet. He's the best goalie on the planet Earth and any other planet that may have life. See, you always... But last night was not good. No, you see, you always make a great point, and then you see a line, you're like, I'm going to cross it. Now, how do you know? There's like eight planets here. Is it nine or eight? They keep changing with Pluto. I have absolutely no so, idea. So there's a lot more planets in just I in the solar we're third. system. We're third and Mars is fourth. At, when you get to the outer ring. And it's like Venus and Mercury, we, get in, we go in, right? Yeah. Venus, Mercury, yeah, in some order, and then Earth, and then Mars, and then you get to like. Neptune. No, Neptune's out there. Neptune's Uranus. out there by Pluto. Really? I knew it. I knew yeah, you were going to do it, but like, I, was I was trying to say it in an awkward way. You know. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, no, I believe he's the best goalie on the planet. Like, you can ask hockey people. He is. It's true. But it was ugly last night. Like, they got dominated by Toronto. And here's the good thing about sports, except in, like, one-game series, which are weird but also exciting. They get to do it again tomorrow, right? So they'll have another opportunity. They're not going to get swept. I'd be shocked if they did. Um, but Toronto might just be better. We'll have to see how it plays out. But... Yeah, last night was ugly, and about halfway through the second period, I decided, when it, I think it, after they scored the fourth goal, and I was like, you know, it's just not it tonight. Uh, I watched Ty Martineau in Creekside baseball play. So There you go. Um, yeah. Could it be a, a part of uh, just being fatigued, being so good, so long, and then it's just, it's hard to, it sounds crazy, right, but it, it, it's hard to just muster it up again, and you have another team that's, just as hungry that hasn't had the experience that you've had sure it hasn't had the wear and tear over the past what would you say four or five or six seasons yeah of going making deep playoff runs um and i don't i don't know i'm not an nhl aficionado i'm just assuming i know tampa bay lightning from the time when i was doing like updates uh in orlando yeah i was i was you know talking about them then and that was 2016 2017 and it's 2022 and we're still talking about them so this is a bit of a, a dynasty almost, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they, they've they been the best team in hockey for three years. They have not won three straight cups. They've won two straight. The year they did not win, they had the best record um, in the sport, and they got swept in the first round um, of the playoffs, which was surprising, uh, very surprising to say the least. Then they come back and win two cups. So, yeah, this has been a thing. And they played – it all really started, to your point, 
Uh, they went to the Cup in 2015 and lost to uh, Chicago. But from that point on, the transition from Ben Bishop to Vazzy, Vazzy becoming incredible. Uh, the core of Kucherov and Stamkos, who was out a lot of it, but the triplets, Palat, just that that core, they, they've been the best team in hockey for a long time. And what comes with that is the NHL is a sport that the salary cap is real. Um, it's not in the NFL, but it is real in the NHL. And they've lost players every year because guys go and get paid. And did they lose the guys this year that they couldn't recuperate? Possibly. But to your point, they've been playing deep into the playoffs every single year. It does, it does take a toll on you. Absolutely. And I think Toronto, to your point, has been so disappointing. For years. Toronto is like hockey, right? Canada, Toronto, hockey, the Maple Leafs is what you think of. And they've been so disappointing for so long. And they went out and got John Tavares. And they didn't get anywhere. And now they have Matthew score 60 goals in a season. And Mitch Marner and all these guys. And it's like they finally need to get somewhere. They made a change at goalie this offseason. And Campbell's been pretty good most of the time. Maybe it's just their time, right? Maybe the Lightning just, this was the run, and now it's on the downhill. Or maybe it's a year off. Or maybe I'm overreacting, and they come back and win the series. But when you get absolutely boat race like they did last night, it does not look good. I will say this, though. All the NHL playoff games last night, there was a lot of boat racing. Hurricanes beat the Bruins 5-1. to one. Blues beat the Wild 4 nothing. Now, the Kings and Oilers was close. 4-3 uh, to three win for the Kings. But three of the four games were absolutely blowouts and over pretty much by the end of the second period in all those games. So uh, I'm concerned about the Lightning. Uh, I will say that, but only time will tell. But I do worry about them, absolutely. And Toronto, Toronto's extremely talented. They're under, they've underachieved for many years, but they got really, really, really good players. So uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. We'll follow that uh, throughout the NHL playoffs. We'll also keep up with the Iceman. We ain't forgetting about the local hockey talent right here in Jacksonville. They will play in the second round of the playoffs starting next week. We'll update you about that as we go along on as the days, I guess, continue, I should say. But nonetheless, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 is done. But don't go nowhere because that was good grammar. But don't because overtime coming up, me and Brian will still be here. We've been here for the last hour. We got another hour taking you up to 7 o'clock. Shout out to G-Tech on the stream. Hey, thanks for all you do, ESPN 690 folks. Thank you, the listeners, right? That's why we do it, to entertain people, to let people listen to us talk about sports, right? We love the people. That's why we do it. So we appreciate you for listening on the stream, in your car, wherever you're listening. We appreciate you, and we're coming back on the other side of this break. Action Sports Jacks to Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We'll be right back.